actually it's it's from playing street ball. You know, Dykeman, everybody on the island. And um it's one-on-ones. There's no help, there's no help defense. If you can stop them and score, you you win. I get mad when people score on me just because I don't know. So I guess it's just a pride thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know about Benchmark? They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. They rip a jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? What to do when they're hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. This is business, you know how they go. They playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. You're welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT podcast. We got a special one for y'all today. We got Tisha Hyman in the building. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. We appreciate you taking time out your schedule to hop on with us. For those that may not know, Tisha Hyman, we're going to list some of this stuff real quick before we get into the questions. Woodlands High School. 2,568 career points, number three in section one scoring all time, top 20 in the state of New York history all time, was playing varsity from seventh grade, which when I found that, I was like, that's, you've been, you've been like that. Tournament, she averaged 42, 11 rebounds and 11 steals per game. She's still right now, she's not at Syracuse, but she still is top has the record for 11 steals in a single game. Tisha Hyman, at what age did you realize that you were good and can play basketball at a high level? I would say sixth grade. Um, I just always played up. I mean, I've been playing up since third grade, but sixth grade is when I really understood like what opportunities basketball couldn't present. But um, yeah, I was playing against the boys, you know, being up on the boys. So I think then that was a time when I was like, we can really do something. What was the thought process that went through um, actually deciding, you know, I'm going to go play varsity in seventh grade? There was no thought. It was just automatic. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what else. There was no other option for me. Mm. I was just kind of established. So you've been playing up since third grade, sixth grade, you, it, it clicked for you. Seventh grade, you're playing varsity. So at what point, like, what was the workout for you to get you that good at that point? Um, so I had a trainer. His name's Bunk. I had, well, I had a couple of trainers. When I was really little, I had Benji. He was hmm. a fundamental guy worked with your mentor. It's kind of tough. He's a real tough coach, uh, trainer. Um, I'm actually working out with one of my trainers right now. I have Bunk and then I had Pete. So I've been working with them since I was little. Um, 
Have you, are you familiar with the Unpossible training? No. Well, DJ Sackman, I worked out with him one time under Bunk, but okay. his, his workouts are more um, heavy on skill development. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like cone drills, like throwing a cone, crossover, catch the cone, stuff like that. And I used to work out with him at, when I was younger, twice a day. Or t- mm-hmm. So I had different trainers, but it's real, it's real creative. It's real creative and unorthodox. Uh, watching your tape, watching your film, seeing that you're a three-level scorer. Yeah, I can tell. I haven't seen the training. I'm not sure who the trainers are. I haven't seen it. But obviously what you've been doing has been working. You're, as what we would say, you're a certified bucket getter. I appreciate that. Certified. Growing up, who did you watch though? Like who did you try to model your game after when you were growing up? So confession, when I was in middle school, no, I'm gonna say elementary, I was a LeBron fan. Hey. I was a LeBron fan. But then I switched over to um Kevin Durant. Um I used to love Kevin Durant. He was just long and just then and then I got on. I saw Derrick Rose play, like his highlights. Been a Derrick Rose fan since then. I kind of, and back in high school before my knee injuries, I could glide in the air, you know, and kind of do acrobatic layups. So I try to model my game after him. That's what's up. I mean, that's a that's a nice trio right there. Bron, KD, and D Rose, which if you really think about it, for those that watch you play basketball, that kind of encompasses your game. You got the LeBron aspects of the playmaking, which I think that's kind of one of the underrated parts of your game. People talk about the buckets and whatnot, but you can go out and get 11, 12 assists any given night. You can score like KD, the scoring ability, and then D rolls. Once you get into that paint, again, I've watched the film. Once you get into the paint, it's trouble for the defense more times than not. So definitely can see that. So you chose, you're transferring to Rhode Island. Now, Coach Reese, you had a personal relationship with before any of this. In high school, she was coming to the games. So being that you guys already had a relationship, a bond built, was there any other option for you to transfer or was that just a no-brainer, I'm going to Rhode Island? It was always a top option, I'll tell you that. Um, You know, I prayed about it. and. I feel like God just gave me this, like he made it clear that I should go here. It is where I need to be. That's always a good option right there. Um, praying. God will lead you into the right direction where you should go. So shout out to you for actually in a decision that is important for you. You made sure to actually go to God to get your clarity and answers for that. Mm-hmm. 2021, you had an ACL tear. You mentioned that you had some knee injuries in high school. You now, it's 2023, two years removed from having the, the ACL tear. How is your body feeling? Because you know sometimes they tell you it takes a year to two years for the player to really get back to who they are. So I, told my, I also told my ACL in high school too, two mm. years before. So um, it, always, it has lingering effects, you know. Um, it's just always – always in some pain but I think that just comes off of um me having the right guide to strengthen my knees and my body around my knee so 
I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm I'm still kind of always sore, swells up a lot. Um, just because the tendon, I have I have some couple of knee problems in there. But other than that, it's it's, it's playable. I'm just not as quick or explosive. Mm. I have to retrain my body to stop on a dime and kind of do small stuff like that. Okay, so you're still going through that process of getting back to being able to. Okay, so. For you, you, like, what are you planning on working on this summer? Is it the explosiveness? Is it the the twitch movement and getting back to that aspect of your game? Um, yeah, like, I, well, yeah, I have a workout today. I've been working out pretty. Okay, so skip all of that. Um, I've been working on my threes. Um, mm-hmm. but when I'm with my trainer, I really work on getting my footwork back. And kind of slowing down and being able to make the appropriate decisions in in a split second. So I think I'm trying to just retrain my thoughts and make better decisions, but also getting my footwork together, get these knees right, being able to stop being under control, kind of getting a feel back for my knees. Gotcha. Well, I'm pretty sure it's only a matter of time. We we've seen the hard work that you've put in, we've seen you have the resume, the results to back it up. For you, we mentioned the scoring, we mentioned 11 still, you having 14 assists. For you, I'm always interested uh, to ask this for athletes, specifically basketball players. What are the emotions like? What's going through your head when you're in that zone where you're like, you're rolling that night, 28? 11, 15. Like, what is that like for you when you're in that in that moment? Honestly, there is there is no thought for me. Um, I'm kind of just I'm playing solely on instinct, mm. and I'm so in in a mode where I'm not thinking. It's unconscious. Like I know where I'm gonna go. Like I I know which spot I need to get to. I know how I'm gonna do it. Like it just. When you dribble, you play ball, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I already know. But when you dribble and you kind of just, it's like it's on a rope already. Everything is already in motion. There's no fumbling with the ball. You, it's just a zone. Like you, you feel like you can't miss. You say all time, all time confidence. Facts. That I always, like I said, I always like ask that because I don't think for those that don't play basketball, that have never played the sport. <clears throat> play sports in general like you said it's kind of an unconscious like feeling once you're in that zone it's just it's flowing naturally it's just it's just coming to you and it can't really be stopped for you everything that we mentioned what would you say though is your most underrated part of your game um That's a tough question. I never even asked that. Um, let me let me think. I would say the most underrated part of my game would be the ability to read in in passing lanes on defense. Mm. Or my ability to communicate with my teammates. I think that's that's very underrated. Um, I think I think I have a great voice. 
um, especially on defense when I'm talking to my teammates. And you can't really, you're not going to really know that unless you're on the court. Hmm. I'll say that's underrated. Gotcha. Now for, for you, right? I think it's safe to say you would be one of the few players that would fall in the category of a two-way player. You're going to play on offense and you play on defense. What went into the mentality to actually put in the effort and the time on the defensive side too? Like, I think obviously you take pride in playing good defense too. So what, what inspired that? Was that watching the LeBrons of the world, the KDs of the world, the D-Rose of the world that made you want to say, hey, I'm going to play both sides of the court? No. Actually, it's, it's from playing streetball. You know, Dykeman, everybody on the island. And um, it's one-on-ones. There's no help. There's no help defense. And, yeah, I can score. But it's like you – nobody – like you – it's either you going back and forth with the kid, and if they got the upper hand on you, then you ultimately lose. But if you can stop them and score, you, you win. But I also, I think it's a pride thing with me. I have a little bit of an ego. And, like, I get, I get upset. I get mad when people score on me just because, I don't know, a, I guess it's just a pride thing. And then, you know, when you also have teammates that help you play defense and want to play defense with you, you don't feel alone. So you kind of just go harder. Yeah, that's facts. It definitely is a pride thing because a lot of people don't care. Like I'm gonna go, especially being from New York. I know you've seen it where people be like, "I'm gonna go get the bucket right here," and those one-on-one matchups just turn into you score, you mm-hmm. score. Nobody really playing defense. So, like I said to my point, that's rare because a lot of people, especially, I think it's safe to say in this generation of basketball players, we're more concerned about getting a bucket than stopping a bucket. But the crazy thing is, it get disrespectful though. It's like playing a Dykeman. All right, you don't play defense. You're gonna do a 360 layup on you. And now you're on overtime. You know, or sometimes people get too scared to get dropped. So okay, I was never scared to get dropped. I never got dropped. But if you drop me, I'm dropping you back. So that's the type of mindset I had with it. So I'm, you gonna get me? I'm gonna get you. That's facts. I mean, to your point, that's where you're going. You're going to end up, end up on a highlight reel. And I think it was, I think it was Bruce Bowen. It was somebody in the league that was saying the same thing. Like, you have to play D without having that fear of getting dropped. Like, you're playing defense. And sometimes, depending on what level you're at, you're playing against some of the greatest offensive talent. If you get dropped, that's a part of the game. Like you're actually putting the effort in. Mm-hmm. That fear doesn't need to be there, but everybody doesn't have that that mindset. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get dropped eventually, maybe. But I'll put my money on that you don't get dropped. And if you do get dropped, I'm watching the next play to see what happens on the other side of the court. For sure. Okay. <laughs> I want to touch on this real quick, too. So I was doing some research, looking into your life, and you were an author at eight, nine years old, I believe. Do you plan on writing any more books? You wrote a book called Author of Uh-Oh Human, which Mm -hmm. is about digestion and making sure you eat healthy. Do you plan on, in the future, writing any more books? No. No, I had to write that book. Um, 
my mom was like, you know, teach this is this is good. You know, she write a book, but she bullied me because she said I can't go outside for the summer until I wrote a book. So I was inside for a good week writing that book. So that's the only reason why you got a book out of me. But I'm more of a, a movie person. Maybe I can I'll make a movie, but writing and reading uh, it's not my thing. So now that we know that, I got some questions later on. Movie person, I'm a movie person too. Love movies, so I'm definitely going, we definitely will have to have a discussion about that one right there. For you, I saw Syracuse, Rhode Island, high school. You've always mentioned about going to the WNBA, right? What do you think about where the WNBA is right now as a league and how it's progressed and where it's at right now? I think it took big steps. I mean, growing up, I used to, like, that was the only goal that I had at one point. And then I kind of got discouraged because you hear they're making, like, 43000 And it's like, I can get a, a regular job and make sixty, you know? But since the salary cap is going up and paying is getting better, every year and you know the lost lost um las vegas aces vegas aces just got a new facility so i mean it's a business it's a business um i think if you put the right people in there you can do it politically i think it's a little bit of politics as well but get the right people get enough money in there i think it'll change the game for 20, 25 years from now. And I think it'll, the league will probably expand. And, but I think it's going in the right direction. I have to agree. I think it's going in the right direction too. I was just talking to a couple of people like how tough it is to be in the, the W. Like people were excited, you know, rightfully so. Hey, this person got drafted, that person got drafted. A lot of people don't understand. Like the training camps are starting now. It's only 12, 13, sometimes 14 spots for a for each team, for the roster. You might have 20 in camp, six, seven of those people getting cut and either got to go overseas or like you said, now they're going back to just having a regular job. I think it's going in the right direction. Shout out to the Las Vegas Aces. I think that's one of the best ran organizations in the W, but I definitely do think it's going in the right direction. I hope, you know, you saw the numbers with college basketball. So it's going there, I hope sooner then later but that's where I'm at with it for you you mentioned it and whatnot is that still the number one goal for you or you kind of change your mindset of you'll go overseas you'll go where you could possibly make a better living like has your mindset towards your goal changed um a little bit honestly um I'm still gonna work hard you know I'm gonna work as if I'm trying to get to the league if it doesn't happen I go overseas, you know, you can always still get in the league by playing overseas, as you can see, through the draft. But I'm just I'm just really trying to make money and be able to provide for myself and kind of change, change financial situations with my family and stuff. So wherever that is, however way, through overseas, the league, endorsements, like wh wherever it takes me, um, I'm okay. All right, last question we have before we get to the last segment, which is called the fourth quarter, which is the get to know you, the fun segment, little rapid fire, stuff like that. But one piece of advice you would give to an inspiring 
collegiate athlete because you're playing at the highest level. You made it there. You're having success at the highest level. One piece of advice. Man. I would say understand yourself and remind yourself of your game. Most colleges, it's a business, you know. Colleges will see you and develop you into a player that fits their system. So sometimes when, when they do that, it's, it's pretty natural. Just keep sharpening your other skills behind closed doors. You know, never, never slack off of your, your work habits. Kind of always, always stay in the gym and work on things that they don't teach you as well. Like work on, say if you're, you're, you come in as a shooter and they put you in a, you know, develop you to be a, just a three-point shooter. Okay, now work on your ball handling too. You know, kind of always have a backup just in case. Just in case, like separate yourself. I'll say that. I think that's great advice because you become a more well-rounded player and you never know on the next level, especially I know you have experience. You had three different coaches at Syracuse. Depending on the coach and what system they want to run, you might have more leeway to do the stuff that you were working on. Like mm -hmm. with a coach like, hey, actually, I want you to do more playmaking. But if you ain't been working on that game, now you're just right back in that same slot of, all right, we got a box you win, so you're just a shooter. Exactly. Which you know, now you're limited. I can only really use you in shooting shooting moments. You don't do anything else, so then I might have to sub you out. That affects your playing time. I would be remiss to not ask this. I know I said one more, but I, I just thought about it. All the success you've had, what would you say, though, is – the key components to the reason why you've been successful from middle school to high school to college now, what would you say are some key components to your success? I say the, I think I was most successful from middle school to high school in AAU just because I loved the game and I was always in the gym. Like I ate, slept basketball. Like every time I go outside, I would have a ball with me. I'll go to church with a ball. That's crazy. But that's 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 just how life was. Um, I was in the gym two times a week. I was just very active. Like I I used to watch the game and study Kyrie's handles. Like I used to study the game. Like that's all I did. So I think just kind of always. Let me see how you say this. Different different avenues, either whether it be studying, playing, practicing anything, just kind of just staying familiar with the sport. Um, high school through college, I think, hmm, honestly, just keeping my mental hmm. and um, weights, you know, being in the weight room, I think that's underrated once you get to um, college and high school. I mean, college level. So I'll say that. I can definitely see that you having, you know, the ACLs here and, and once you got to college, then having all the three different coaches, definitely I can see from the outside looking in how you would have to be mentally tough, how you would have to mentally stay in a positive mindset because that's a lot of uncertainty. 
Mm-hmm. You talk about it with the pros and whatnot. Like when you have multiple coaches, that's different systems. That's different. We want to run it this way. I view you as this type of player. And to still be able to have success through all of that, a lot of that does factor in with mental, which I think that's the underrated part. People don't talk about sports enough. Your mental has to be right to really like have the success that you need to have and to be able to live after the game. Cause you got a window, let's say you LeBron, you have a window of 20, 30 years of playing basketball. There's still now Mm -hmm. 50 to 70 years you got to live with life. So huge, huge, huge factor. Fourth quarter, fourth quarter segment. We ask everybody on the show, what is your favorite meal to eat? Seafood. Crab Seafood. legs. Crab legs. Okay. Is there anywhere specific that you got to get your crab legs? No. Um, well, now I live in Westchester and I've been in Syracuse for four years. Seafood's not the greatest. I'm not going to lie. Mm. So, there's no particular spot right now. Crab legs just by itself. You getting anything on the side, or you just just give me crab legs, a plate of crab legs, and I'm good. That's my that's my all time favorite crab legs. But I'm gonna go with a boil, seafood boil with sausage, potatoes, corn. Yeah, no shrimp, no shrimp. They don't they don't make the shrimp right up here. Got it, got it. Favorite thing to do outside of basketball? Um, nature. Go on nature walks or play on um, Fortnite. Or edit videos. Yes, I see YouTube channel up and popping. The video with the jelly beans. Shout out to y'all for doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't really do it. I did the hot wing, the hot ones for mm-hmm. YouTube video before. Nah, I'm, I'm good off of the hot ones and the different flavor jelly beans and all of that. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out to you for the content on that. <laughs> if you had the opportunity, one place in the world, all expense paid vacation. Where are you choosing to go? Alaska. Mm, Alaska. Okay. Never got that answer. Why Alaska? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I want to, I just want to see it. The, mm. the cold, the snow, the igloos, the, how people live out there. I think that's just a mysterious place for me that I just want to tackle. Gotcha. It is definitely on my places uh, to visit for sure. Uh, it's, it's a couple things that's different over there. I think certain parts of Alaska, like it stays mm-hmm. only light, only dark. Yeah. So that would Alaska definitely is an intriguing place to visit. Who do you have going into the season? Preseason starts, I think, Friday. Who do you have as the favorites to win in the W? Um. <clears throat> Dang, that's tough. Rosses, new rosters just came out. Mm. Aces or Chicago Sky. But you know what? I might, I might, I might go with some underdog domestics. Della Don, Brittany Sykes. I think they might be onto something. So I'll say those three. Top two and underdog like those picks star bench cut diana tarazi maya moore cheryl swoops oh sorry diego i scared my dog 
Um, oh gosh, we gonna cut Cheryl Swoops. No disrespect. Um, Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi. This is tough. You know what? I don't care. I'm gonna say it. I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna be biased. I'm. A, I'm gonna star Maya Moore. I'm gonna bench Diana Taurasi. Matter of fact, no, I'm gonna switch it. You know why? I'm gonna switch it. Star Diana Taurasi, bench Maya Moore. Wait, does, is she coming off the bench or she's not playing? Coming off the bench. Yeah, get energy off the bench. Everybody knows Diana Taurasi right now. Maya Moore, you know, they they might have forgotten about her a little bit, but she's gonna come off the bench and kill. Maya Moore, people forget because she decided, you know, make the decision, advocacy and all of that, right? But Maya Moore, if she decided one day she was going to be on the bench, that's six women of the year right there. She would average 20, 25 off the bench easily, easily. Like, she was so cold. Her, Lindsey Wellen, and Simone Augustus. My favorite players, actually. That big three over in Minnesota. Oh, man, I, I remember those games. Sundays, the ABC games, watching those. Yeah, Maya Moore, cold. She'll make a impact off the bench, though. Facts. Who's your favorite to win the NBA championship? I don't even watch NBA. I ain't going to lie. That, that. Just give me, give me teams who's in there, and I'll tell you. So we got Lakers against Warriors. You have the Nuggets against the Suns. You got Boston against Philly, and then you got Miami against the Knicks. Warriors or Lakers? Mm, I'm thinking the same thing. One of those two is going to probably win it. So you're along the right path right there. Top two, three players that you've played with and against. You've seen a lot of basketball, so I'm very intrigued. Top two, three players that you played against and played with. Top two players, I'm going to say. Gosh, this is really tough. <laughs> can I do college and high school separate? Hey, whatever you want to do, we can do college and high school separate. I'm going to say top two players I played with in, in, in high school, Devin Elliott. And I'm going to say Kristen, Kristen Teclas. I had a shooter and a big. And that's kind of, uh, it just goes right with the college. I'm going to say top two players I played with, Najee Murray and Elijah Styles, a big and a shooter. So, then that's tough. That's tough. Uh, top two players I played against. Who killed me one time, I think? Let me check. College. Dang. You think you played a lot of basketball? No. Um, 
You know what? I'm gonna give you know Olivia Miles. She's a bucket. Like she got a and she has a great team too. I'll say um she's one just because she do everything. Mm. She knows how to run her team, and they just work well with her. And um. There was a little guard, Cole. I think I something Cole from Virginia. Okay. Virginia, was it VT or Virginia? Quick. Oh my gosh. Her. She was real quick. She she could shoot. She was just all over the place. She was good. I think she I think she got drafted and then went overseas. I can't remember, but her. Something Cole. But I'm gonna look it up. One sentence, being that you're from New York, one sentence that you would describe for being a hooper from New York. You know, the best best talent comes from New York, New Jersey. What would you say describes a hooper from from New York? Island work. Mm. Island work. Island work. That's, That's facts. Talking about Dykeman summertimes, yeah, for sure. Now these weren't on here, but I gotta ask, since you're a movie person, I got two movie questions. What is your Mount Rushmore of movies? <laughs> the Jungle Book 2, the kids show. That's my favorite movie, favorite cartoon movie, and Medea Goes to Jail. Medea Goes to Jail. Do you watch sports movies? I'm not a fan. Not that much. So what what genre are you a fan of? Action, drama, and like thriller suspense. All right, give me your top three action movies that you like. No Escape. Um... Extraction and uh, I'll say World War Z. That was a zombie movie, action zombie movie. World War Z, all right, got it. I like um, the foreign, the foreign movies with action. Foreign movies, all right, cool. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I like, I like the foreign movies. Sometimes they're actually a little bit well, they're better written. Like the scripts are better written, and sometimes, unfortunately, the acting is better than American acting. Mm-hmm. That's just facts right there. For those that are watching on YouTube, listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Google, make sure you subscribe, share this, like it, review, give it a five star rating. But we appreciate you hopping on. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule again. Best of luck for the upcoming season. And I'm going to say it here in advance. This is May 5th, 12.06 p.m. Once you make it pro, we'd love to have you back on. We know it's going to happen. It's without a doubt. You put in the work. You're continuing to put in the work. Definitely hop back on. This is your home podcast. So if you ever want to hop a tone, I want to talk about, you can hop on at any time. Again, thank you for being on the show with us. 
Y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Period.